Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Damn your eyes, I'll kill you all! <laughs> Too many of us, Bob! Yeah, and you the biggest rogue on the side of the angels now! Drop an eighth man or I'll chop you up. Come, try me! I would advise you to do as yeah. bid, sir! Come, kiss it, pretty boy! Cut him down! Wait! Move aside, all of you! Yeah. Sir, for God's sake, keep your distance! I calculate a different probability. Now, sir... Here we are, like two adjacent planets. Planets? I'll kill you, dead. Should you do so, an iron officer of the crown, you'll be hung, drawn and quartered. That is while still alive. You will be disemboweled and your innards displayed before you, followed by burning of same. And only then will you be hung. Is such your desire? I'll be hung anyway. Well, that depends. What do you want from me? I wish to converse in private. All right, damn you. Drop the knife, please. Mr. Haynes, manacle this man and take him to Newgate Prison. I'd pay for some holding cells there. Put your hands out, sir. Hey, I love that pocket watch. You stole it from me. Liar! Get him off to Newgate. Yes, sir. Come along with your man. I'm glad to have it back, sir. He stole it from me. I'm sure... The last axe, gentlemen. Coining equipment and apparatus. Destroy it all. Are you sure, sir? It's good quality. Destroy it. Axe and hammer. Do not cease until each piece is no bigger than a particle of light. I am sending a message to all counterfeiters. Begin! Sleep well, Mr. Phillips? Better than most... To be poor in Newgate is to be dead mutton. How, sir? The jailers must be bribed, sir. Otherwise you share a cell with 30 other fellas and no sanitation. A typhus soon follows. You said we talk private. Mr Haynes is very private. I have a proposition. Take or leave. Say your piece. You supply counterfeiters. Your knowledge is therefore profound. So? Give me names... And you might go free. Betray my own kind. As they would you. Take or leave. I will not ask again. I'll take. Names. Mr Haynes here will write them down. As part of my profession. Emmanuel Quested. My name... We have information, sir, that your house is dedicated to false coining and that you recently bought merchandise for that very purpose. I'm a respectable man. At my Sunday lunch, with my good wife. Have an appetite for both. <laughs> Begin at the cellars, Mr Gibson. Aye. Damned outrage. If mistaken, I shall be covered in the ashes of contrition, sir. Excuse us. I haven't even cut the roast. Poor Mr. Quested. He never did get to eat the roast. Lamb, I believe. Evidence was found of false coining and he ended up in the cells under interrogation. For the first time, I tasted the fruits of criminal investigation. And I found it, strangely, to my liking. (laughs) 
Mr. Newton has put a cat amidst the pigeons. His men are all over the city. Yes. A friend of mine was taken in Mother Wiseborn's house of pleasure. How so? He used a false sovereign to pay his bill of fare. Picked up at the tavern, I suppose. One place leads to the other. Newton's men arrived. Luckily, a certain Mr. Haynes was on hand to dispel suspicion. This friend, not yourself by any chance? My sights are higher. Uh, Newton's pretty little niece, for instance? How do you come by that? In the coffee houses, everyone watches everyone else. A city of spies. Well, Mary, here we are again. You pretty as a maybug. <laughs> Me crafty like a fox. Surprised you show your face. Why should I not? Informers everywhere. <sighs> Mr Newton of the Mint has grown teeth. You're not worried? Why should I be? You're a heartless swine, Albert. Uh, I traded everything in my time. I piss-pot profit. Sold medicine to keep the plague at bay. Watchers with no guts in them. Exotic toys from Italy to please the ladies. Gift of the gab. You've never lost it. One last piece of the jigsaw. Be here shortly. Then I start producing. Best quality, but worn little at the edges so it looks as if it's been in many pockets. How many days spread? Three. Full time. You and your girls shift a power of coin. Put a sovereign on a small purchase, a pocket to change. Eh? Do it again and again. And once it's known for sure that the coin will pass, you'll be selling it on? Mm -hmm. To my dear confederates. They'll buy it by the barrel full. <laughs> That's the plan. Makes sense. Oh, here comes your little dog. Got your pocket watch back, Albert. Looks nice. <sighs> Cost me. Sit down. Well, where are they? What? The dice. Where are they? Not here. What? Talk <laughs> sense. Newton's men have been round all the master engravers. Warning, if they're found to be connected in false coin, they swing on the rope. No mercy. So? Our man Francis Taylor had made the dies, but he was afeard. He burnt them. What? Your plan just went up in smoke, Albert. This man Newton could get on my bad side. What do we do now? We find other dies. How? That's my business. Uncle? What? What is it? You fell asleep in front of the fire. Oh. Did I? That's unusual. Must be tired. A man at the front door wishes to talk with you. His name? Chandler, he tells me. Albert Chandler. A nice house you have, Mr Newton. Well appointed. Why are you here, Mr Chandler? I'd like to clarify matters. Clarify? Yes. You've been asking round. My name. I seek out counterfeiters. That's what I wanted to clear. Who told you such? Bob Phillips? Not your concern. But it is, sir. My name is being blackened. I don't like that. And you've no proof. Bob Phillips has a grudge against me. He's a low type. Who sold you coining equipment? <laughs> is that his story? Well, I never. I have investigated your history, Mr Chandler. A swindler. A thief. A rogue. You are a ruthless, evil man. I am an artist, sir. In your own eyes, perhaps. I trained in metal. If I wanted, if I wished, 
I could produce good as the real thing, if I wished. Is that a threat? As previously stated, sir, you have no proof. <laughs> Don't even know where I live, do you? Whereas here I am in your house, and what a pretty little niece you have. Be careful, Mr Chandler. Well, I best be on my way. Great deal of business on hand. I now know your face, sir. I will not forget it. A handsome creature, am I not? Good night. Good night, sir. God bless. Damned impertinence. I believe it was more in the nature of a challenge. How so? Mr Chandler has an exalted opinion of his prowess. Regards himself as my equal. <laughs> Absurd idea. In the world we inhabit, perhaps not. He came to look me in the face. A declaration of intent. I warned you. Corruption everywhere. Mr Miller, explain yourself. Robbed. Two engraving dice. Taken. From the mint. That's not possible. I warned you. Show me, if you please, the scene of the crime. Found it so when I started first shift in the coining rooms. A double lock on the iron cupboard. Burst open. How could they get in? There are guards on all the tower gates. Guards can be bribed. But the mint's own doors were not forced. No. But heavy bonded. Near impossible to break. The noise would attract attention. Hmm. Therefore they had keys. How is that possible? Thomas Neal possessed a set. Yet the cupboard lock was forced. Only myself and two other craftsmen possess a key to that lock. What dies were stolen? Half and full sovereign. One of each. A counterfeiter's dream. Mr Chandler will be a happy man. You think him the cause? Almost certain, sir. And however it occurred, he had help from within the Royal Mint. There. Feast your eyes on that sovereign, Jack. Beautiful. A work of art. Tomorrow, Mary and the girls will spread them like gold dust. And then we'll sell it on by the bucket load. The dice? How'd you get them, Albert? My little secret. And have a few other things up my sleeve for Mr Newton. Back to work, my boys. Idleness is the root of all evil. <laughs> Sir, there was nothing in the house. What, nothing? And we've enraged the good folk therein. <sighs> Mr Gibson! Sir. You supplied this address. I was told wrong. Wrong? We pay you good money. Watch yourself, pretty boy. That is quite enough. Our number is stretched, sir. We've rousted out the taverns. Nothing. No sign of the dice. We must find them, Mr Haynes. There's no trace of Chandler, and we risk a riot if we break into more houses without reason. The master of the Royal Mint is a rogue. He is accused so by this broadside. The Mint opens its portals to the very sinners it is supposed to prosecute. Decent folk cower in their beds while Newton's men break down doors and windows to persecute the innocents. We are taxed from cradle to grave. And now he makes mockery of the sacred right of an Englishman whose home must be his castle. So, Isaac Newton rests in a den of thieves at the Royal Mint and then goes back to his nice little house in German Street and laughs in your faces. Ask him where the dyes of the Royal Mint are. Sold 
to the highest bidder! A welter of accusation, Isaac. Who would believe such calumnies? The Tories, for one. Are they not the authors of this? I have in mind another source. Is it true, as regards the dyes? There was a robbery. And? I have yet to find the culprit. I would wish you to solve this mystery, Isaac. These rumours will spread like the plague. <laughs> Stay where you are! Isaac, don't be a fool! I have no fear of a rabble. And I have my firearm here! I'm at your back, sir! Wait! The pair of you! Column be damned! Run, you cowards! Nothing like a bullet to hasten the heels. Is that the fire tongs, Catherine? All I could find. And what do you have there, sir? A throwing knife. For falling apples? Anything that comes to mind. My God! You resemble a brace of pirates. <laughs> My men will guard the house from now on. Catherine, you must be careful. You are vulnerable. I am not a wilting lily, sir. Uh, no, 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 not at all. But I know little of women, Charles, but when their blood is up, it is time to retire. Best we all do so. Tomorrow may well be a day of reckoning. Sir, I heard about the attack last night. Catherine, is your family safe? Uh, yes. And yours? Uh, I, I, I do not master your meaning, sir. Delivered this very morning. A message of sorts. For a thief, look no further than your own man, Haynes. His father was a counterfeiter who cut his own throat for shame. A dirty, lying dog. Is this true? Not all. But in some fashion. Clarify, if you will, sir. My father was a weak man who fell by the wayside. And? As a boy, I witnessed the fall. Death? By his own hand? An engraver of good talent, but too often in the taverns. He was prevailed upon to forge some dyes. It was discovered, and before his arrest, he chose otherwise. Hmm. Why conceal this? It was in the past. And now it is the present. So the reason you knew the world of the tavern and false coining so well is that you had once been part of it. If your trust in me has been impaired, I will relinquish my post at once, sir. I judge on observable facts, Mr. Haynes. So far, I have seen nothing to support these allegations. We shall proceed as usual. There. All count it, so don't get greedy. I know my part. You can go now, little dog. <laughs> One day, you and I will have a reckoning, Mary Doherty. No, you haven't got the pith. Goodbye. <coughs> <laughs> All right, girls. We look respectable. We act respectable. We spread the gospel. <laughs> Sir... The woman by the linen stall. You see her? Tall of stature? Yes. 
past a sovereign coin at three different booths for small items. Shoreditch Market sells high and low. This could be our chance, sir. How so? One of our men, Jiggy Daunt, recognised the face. She looks well enough, but may have other professions. Then John Gibson would know her, surely. He's not shown his face this day. You must have hurt his feelings. <laughs> Jewellery now she buys. Trinkets. A half-sovereign past. Who is our best pursuant? Jeb Albright. Small like a mouse. Jeb is to follow her. All night if it has to be. Once she's left the market, we can reclaim the coin's past. She's moving into the crowd. Set it in motion. Yes, sir. Good luck charm, sir. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, take this coin. It's a true one. Right, well. Now, would you like a horseshoe or a jumping cow, sir? You will never make a craftsman, Mr. Haynes. I'm a mathematician. Are not we all? Ah, finally, I've broken this coin in two. See? See the contents? You may have it essayed, but it is not pure silver. A mishmash. Omnium gatherum. Oh, here's her sister sovereign. Catch. Oh, wait, good. Edges fair. Genuine, you might believe. Catch. Break it, if you will. Oh, I'll attempt so. Wait. Yes. Ah, it is the same. False coin. Mr. Ames, Jeb here. So does the judge, sir. I bear great tidings. Whoever you are, the door is locked. Oi! Every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, madame. You're Isaac Newton. Devil on earth. Is that my reputation? How did you get a key? I bribed the tavern keeper. Oh, what a dirty swine. My colleague, Mr Haynes, we bring you a chance to slip the rope. A slender chance. You're funning me, sir. All your crew have been arrested and reclined at Newgate. They've confessed. You're a liar. They wouldn't say a word. Correct. But you must make up for that. Mary Doherty, you are known, you've been witnessed, and look at you now. Up to your neck in culpability. Name your terms. Albert Chandler. I want him in my hands. Is that so? If I give you... The girls and I go free? Within the bounds of possibility. But you'll have to testify in court. Never liked the man anyway. He did me wrong. Then enlighten us, Mistress Doherty. And enlighten us she did. A certain Jack Carter, Chandler's little dog, she called him, was to arrive late evening and pick up the genuine coin that they'd gleaned for false. This he did. A small, rat-like fellow with two companions. They loaded the coin into a coach and off they went. Our own carriage, loaded to the gunnels with our men, followed. The roads were pitch black, but by good chance it was a highwayman's moon. A horseman. What? A horseman just went past us. Supper time, perhaps? What does the sign say? Egham, three miles. Surely not long now. Shortly, Carter's coach stopped up ahead at a house that stood alone on the outskirts of the village. The malefactors, laden heavy with coin, rushed inside. 
Right, men. Take no prisoners. Crack a skull if need be. You were thirst for blood, Mr. Haynes. <laughs> right. I have him, sir. In my hands. Bring a light. Let me see. Oh, this is not Chandler. You'll never catch him. A great pity, Mr. Garter. You must take his place on the rope. That's a dirty trick. Tell me what you know. Nothing. Go to hell. You will die like a dog, sir. If your neck doesn't break, you hang there till you choke. Uh, all right. All right. Like the men here, they said someone rode up at the door. Chana spoke with him, came back, took the dice, and then they were gone. The rider that went past our coach, sir. Yes. Unfortunate. He never catch Chandler. Too clever. He beats you all. Nights of disenchantment. At the least, we've destroyed his plans, his whole venture. Chandler still has the dice. Here we are, sir. German Street. Home, sweet home. Yeah. I'll see you in the morning, Mr. Haynes. Wait. Where are the men? What? They should be on guard outside the door. Catherine? Catherine! Where in God's name are the men? Oh. Catherine! The house is empty. Not possible. Sir, a note here, your name. 54 Shoreditch Lane, come alone, God bless. Shoreditch. This is as far as you travel, Mr. Haynes. A foolhardy move, sir. My decision? I could bring reinforcements. Catherine's life is at stake. I go it alone. Now leave! Good evening, T. Mr. Gibson, what a surprise. I heard in the tavern Mary Doherty was taken. <laughs> I had to ride like hell to Egerman back. Where is my niece? Uh, she's in the house with company. Then you must get out of my way. Search your top to bottom first, and then I'm behind you. There's gun at your back. You are scum, Gibson. Well, well, the pretty boy. I knew your father. Weak as water, like yourself. I ordered you to leave, sir. I disobeyed, Mr. Newton. Stand aside, Gibson. Oh, aye. Come on. Fire away. Let's see who's the better man. <laughs> Mr. Haynes! Mr. Haynes, you have blood, sir. Uh, a flesh wound only. Gibson? Between the eyes. Very mathematical. I must leave you now. Good luck, sir. At the top, Mr. Newton. Door is open. Oh, come in, sir. You are welcome. Uncle, I'm so sorry. Are you unharmed? Yes. Tired and bound, but still pretty. We are due a reckoning, Mr Chandler. Indeed we are. Have this gun made special. Shoot straight. Your friend, Mr Gibson, is dead. What a blessing. Oh, what a pity. He was to come with me to Birmingham. Never mind. I still have the dice. Set up all over again. I might forestall that. You've done enough damage. You would kill in cold blood. That's the best kind. <laughs> then I'll deal with your pretty little niece. Go to hell, sir. Do you remember, Catherine, 
The apple and the tree. Why, yes. I would climb the tree, drop the apple and... Say you... your prayers, Newton. When I succeeded, you would scream like a banshee. Yes, like this. Oh, what in God's name? You stuck me. A thrown knife. Scottish Dirk. I really missed. You never missed. Adam's apple this time. I... Shot the floor, sir. No harm done. This blade has many uses. Excuse Mr. Chandler's blood. Easily done. Help me up, please. Good as new. Is he dead? I believe so. Then let us go home, Uncle. A genius, to be sure, Isaac, but I had never reckoned you a man of action. Mentioned in my third law of motion. Are you sure of this present cause? The only way to stop counterfeiting in its tracks is to recoin the whole currency, every last sovereign, every last groat. An impossible task, some might say. A matter of calculation. If you might open the door, Chancellor. Certainly. Let us enter the lion's den. Of course, the Parliamentary Committee howled like so many jungle behemoths, but the noise did not perturb me. When common sense takes place of prejudice, a rarity, mark you, for politicians, they will come round to my way of thinking. That left me one last task. A task I did not relish. You work late, Mr Miller. Someone has to. Do you know a woman... Mary Doherty. I do not, sir. She desires my approval to save her from the gallows and offered me information. What's it to do with me? On her rounds of recent times, she witnessed a certain Albert Chandler in a quiet little tavern talking to a man. And so? Money was exchanged. Let's hope the coin was true. The man she described... Might well have been you, sir. How so? The forefinger on his right hand was cut to the stump. That means nothing. I can bring her here. Or you to her. Please do not lie, Mr Miller. This is hard enough. I have a granddaughter. Ill to the bone. The money was for her. Chandler knew of this? Gibson knew. You gave the keys to the door of the mint, but they had to break the cupboard lock to make it seem like you were not involved. Yes. You betrayed a trust. I'm ready to face the consequence. A rarer man anxious to embrace the rope. I have little to live for. Do nothing untoward until you hear from me. Now get back to work, sir. That night I held a supper party. Mr. Haynes, still bruised. Mr. Montague, avid for cake. Catherine like a firefly, a bright, glittering presence. Both men were lost in admiration. I fear a rivalry one day. Thus nature weaves her web. As regards Mr. Miller, shall I deliver him up to the rope or redemption? 
I am to decide, not unlike God. In Isaac Newton, Master of the Mint, by David Ashton, Isaac Newton was played by William Gaminara, Hopton Haynes by Gunnar Cawthry, Catherine Barton by Kerry Goodison, Charles Montague by Nicholas Tizard, Albert Chandler, Jonathan Forbes, John Gibson, Michael Nardoni, Jack Carter, Ryan Early, Mary Doherty, Lauren Cornelius, Elliot Miller, Sean Murray, and Richard Vernon by Gerard McDermott. Other parts were played by the cast. Isaac Newton, Master of the Mint, was a BBC Scotland production directed by Bruce Young. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.